Hello, you're listening to VHC, Vibes, History, and Culture, a show where we explore the unknown and little-known facts and gems about music and popular culture from a millennial lens. This is your host, Kevin Washington, and we are concluding our celebration and commemoration of Black History Month, also as part of the launch of the brand new season of VHC. And in previous episodes, we explored the history and legacy of Lift Every Voice and Sing, as well as the magic that is HBCU marching bands. And we took a deep dive into Black Americana music artists and musicians. And on this episode, I'm getting a bit nostalgic, but nevertheless, there's also an awesome opportunity to share my awe of the creative genius of the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Now you're wondering, what is this young black millennial man doing talking about the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack? But if you will allow me to elaborate further, I am a student of history, especially music history and musical cultural history, and just an overall music lover. And that is not respective of person or persons when it comes to music and singing. And good music and singing is just that. Good music and singing. Male, female, rapper, singer, whoever. And that's how I roll. <laughs> and that's what we do on this show. So now, allow me to indulge in this episode, as well as taking you into a deep dive into the musical genius masterpiece cultural importance significance impact and legacy that is the wedding to exhale soundtrack on this last episode commemorating black history month on vhc And as you can hear, that is the lead single and overall theme for the soundtrack and the movie that is Waiting to Exhale. The 1995 film based on the novel of the same name by Arthur Terry McMillan. The film was directed by iconic actor Forrest Whitaker, which guess what was his directorial debut. The film starred, of course, the late great Whitney Houston, who played Savannah. Also, now an Oscar winner, Angela Bassett, who played Bernadine. The amazing Leela Rashan, who played Robin. And the so lovely and amazing Loretta Devine, who played the character of Gloria. The story of the movie focuses on four black women in the city of Phoenix, Arizona. We struggled through life, careers, and family, and of course, relationships. And to me, as a 90s millennial, it was really a feature film that was first of its kind. A film that put 
black women at the center of the story when it came to heartbreak and romance. And of course, I wasn't allowed to watch it as a child. <laughs> Not until I was at least old enough to see it and understand the subject matters. But I'm not going to get too much into the movie. I'm getting into the soundtrack. Oh, oh man, the, the soundtrack, which was packed with such incredible group of female heavy hitters, singers, artists, and uh, what, what can you say? D. Whitney Houston, who was starring in the film, of course, but you also had other female artists, the who's who of R&B and soul, from Brandy to Tony Braxton to Mary Jade Blige to Shantae Moore to Faith Evans to SWV, TLC, to the greats like Shaka Khan, Patti LaBelle, and the late greats Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, I mean, you name it. And even though I wasn't allowed to watch the film when it first came out, I did indeed listen to the soundtrack because my mom had a cassette tape my aunt read recorded for her. Yes, a cassette tape. I'm telling my age right now. <laughs> but I also remember seeing the CD that my aunt read used to record on the cassette tape she made for my mom. And the soundtrack album cover of each page with picture of the singer of the specific song with the lyrics and credits. Man, it, it was an experience to have that part of black history. And for me as a young boy at the time, to see a soundtrack full of amazing black female artists for the first time like that, it opened my world to the fact that black women in music are a force to be reckoned with a force that has no limits and that transcends genres and eras. And I also had a greater appreciation for the soundtrack's producer and composer, the GOAT himself, Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. He produced and wrote all the songs except for one. And he worked with Whitney Houston on gathering all these amazing ladies on the soundtrack who initially refused to be part of the soundtrack since she was already starring in the movie. And we'll circle back around to that story a little later in the show, but I wanted to take the moment to take you on the journey that is the showsmanship and musical artistry and musical masterpiece that is the soundtrack of Waiting to Exhale. Now, I won't be able to cover all of the songs, but I will hit just enough to make it clear why the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack is a R&B and soul masterpiece. Not just an album that was greatly impactful to black culture, but impactful to the overall musical landscape, culture, and beyond. Now, this tune you're hearing right now is from who we now call the Vocal Bible, Brandy Norwood, who was about 16 at the time. She was included in the soundtrack and released this iconic hit 
in fact, she had only released her self-titled debut album a year before. And she was the youngest singer on the soundtrack, which goes to show how incredible she was straight out the gate. Whitney also played a role as a mentor to Brandy, who was Brandy's biggest musical idols, in which they would later star in the TV film together, Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella in 1997, with Brandy as Cinderella and Whitney as the fairy godmother. But let me dive into Brandy's song, Sitting Up In My Room, which was released as a radio single in December of 1995, that eventually reached number two on the US Billboard Hot 100, becoming Brandy's most successful single on that particular chart up to that point. The music video is just as iconic, and the love interest in the video is played by actor Donald Faison, who played Loretta Devine's character, Gloria's son in the film, which was a cool nod to the film also. Brandy is, of course, the embodiment of 1990s R&B starlet. She, of course, has become more than that in her impact and legacy in music. But for this classic tune, music video and music chart success speaks to how widespread R&B was in the 1990s that it transcended beyond the movie and soundtrack itself. With and without the movie, it's just a classic bop <laughs> that gives you a good feeling and vibe. And that wasn't the only song that gives that vibe. Now this song, for what ladies considered an anthem, which it is, but I also feel this song put the queen of hip-hop soul over the edge in her career. Mary J. Blige, who had previously at the time two successful albums, What's the 411 and My Life, but I feel this song Not Gonna Cry took Mary J. Blige's career to a new level. song was centered around the character of Bernadine. I recall listening back to the Versus special on Instagram back in 2020 during the lockdown, which is where Versus first developed. It was after Babyface's Versus with Teddy Riley. Babyface did a special Versus for the 25th anniversary of the Wedding to Excel soundtrack, where he dropped some historic gems about how the soundtrack came together and he mentioned about the time he led his friend and producer of the late great 
Andre Harrell, who was a producer for Mary at the time, listened to Mary's Not Gonna Cry and Andre responded to Face that he digged the song, but he felt it wasn't Mary saying she hadn't been through what she was singing about. And that may have been true, but that didn't matter to Babyface because Mary delivered and she created the experience through her voice and the delivery of the song. I mean, to me, Mary has always had the passion and delivery to bring it when it comes to songs about heartbreak and heartache before Not Gonna Cry. The song was a major hit for Mary and the music video is just as iconic as Brandy sitting up in my room and Whitney's Exhale Shoop Shoop. And the song is so merry, just like sitting up in my room is so brandy. It fit her as the young rising R&B singing sensation at the time. And that is what I call the musical genius that is Babyface, who really set the tone of the soundtrack by writing and choosing the right artists for the right song. Each artist just fits their respective songs perfectly like Tony Braxton's Let It Flow. First thing Monday morning I'm gonna pack my tears away Got no cause to look back I'm looking for me a better day See the thing about love that is not enough If the only thing it brings you is pain There comes a time when we could all make a change It fits her style of singing, her tone, and of course fits the message of the movie of all four ladies, Savannah, Bernadine, Robin, and Gloria trying to find a way to let go and let it flow because for me i've listened to soundtracks where they have songs that often felt didn't even fit the story or tone of the movie but the waiting to exhale soundtrack doesn't have that problem at all to me each song is telling a story about each of these women and that is how i feel all film musical soundtracks should be so what about the other songs on the soundtrack? I mean, you have the leading female voices of 90s R&B, like Tony Braxton and Mary J. Blige and the rising starlet that is Brandy. And of course, the voice, Whitney Houston leading the way. But this soundtrack also made room for legendary female voices, legends like the queen of funk, Shaka Khan the godmother of soul, Patti LaBelle, and the queen of soul, Aretha Franklin, were all on the soundtrack as well. And their songs like Brandy, Tony, and Mary J fit them as well.
This, of course, is Aretha's Hurts Like Hell, which is another song written to center around the character of Bernadine. And it's so gut-riching in a way that takes you to the place of heartbreak and abandonment, even if you hadn't experienced anything remotely to what Bernadine went through. But the song goes there, and again, shout out to the genius of Babyface, having composing a song tailor-made for Queen Aretha, who has a catalog of singing about heartbreak. Now, this next song is the only version of My Funny Valentine I care for. <laughs> of course, there's Kyle Barker's version on that Living Single episode where he was singing to Max. <laughs> but this version... Shaka, man, her voice and the power and the delivery, she starts out soft, then takes you on the journey of the song that is like a soulful and jazzy symphony, and the background music is just, ah, <laughs> even though the original is a classic jazz number, and has been covered multiple times by multiple artists through the ages, but it is Shaka's version. It's not only a R&B infused version, but it is elegance. It's romantic. It's a true masterclass of vocal artistry and musical artistry that I just love about R&B during this period. And the fact that Babyface at Whitney brought in another legend to not only sing a masterpiece of a song, but to do this rendition of it justice. Now on to the last legendary diva, Babyface mentioned in the Versus 25th Anniversary Special of the Wayne Takes Hell soundtrack. The song centers around Loretta Devine's character, Gloria. And the song in question is D. Patti LaBelle, My Love, Sweet Love. My love, sweet love, with you. You're my heart 
I always liked this song, but when I first heard it, I felt like a, I felt it was like a wedding song, and was somehow convinced that I heard it at a wedding growing up. Maybe I did. I I don't know, but <laughs> but when you hear it, the lyrics, this definitely could be sung at a wedding, and Miss Patty, of course, delivers the only way she knows how. And again. Picking it back to Babyface having the ability to craft and tailor made a song to the specific artist's tone and vocal style and musical tastes, and each of these songs do just that for these three legendary singers. That is what I also love about Waiting to Excel, including these giants in the music scene, along with the up and comings. And speaking of up and comings, we have a few more songs to go through. Some might call them the unsung heroes of the soundtrack, but to me, nevertheless, they are just as iconic and important as all the other songs. Starting with this tune from Faith Evans. I don't believe this song has a music video, but the song is very memorable and beloved by lovers of classic R&B. And it's so crazy while some of the singers who have similar connections, music-wise as far as music labels and producers and whatnot, for Faith Evans, she comes from the world of Bad Boy Records, Diddy, Little Kim, and the late great Notorious B.I.G. and the whole crew. So to have her part of the soundtrack not only speaks to the quality of music and songs, but the diversity of artists that is part of this soundtrack as well. And like I've stated throughout the episode, the genius of Babyface tailoring this song to fit Faith's vocals and style. It feels like a song that Faith would release under the bad boy universe, not something that was written or produced by Babyface. Now this next song is another reason why I love this soundtrack so much. The genius and artistry to put spoken word to music and have it all fit in the frame and tone and story of the film and all of the things. Man, I'm talking about spoken word and poet Sonia Marie with the song And I Give My Love.
along with the smooth and awesome spoken word by Sonia Marie, is the soft, smooth, and incredible vocals of Deshante Moore. And the amazing background piano is being played by the legendary Patrice Russian. Yes, that Patrice Russian of the iconic song Forget Me Nots, which I was stunned to learn a few years back. This song is such a vibe. It's such a poetry spoken word night at the cafe and smooth jazz at the NAACP gala dinners and the like. <laughs> and it fits in perfectly with the tone of the soundtrack and film. And speaking of Shantae Moore, Babyface, like he did for all the other singers, crafted and tailored this song for Shantae's vocals and tone and style. And it's such an amazing piece of music. It's jazzy, it's sultry, it's luscious, it's beautiful and soulful and all the things it's set out to do. I believe Babyface mentioned that the lyrics are French but that doesn't really matter in all the scheme of things. The song is just that good. And the first song you hear as the movie begins. Here is Shantae Moore with Way You. And as I reflect on this amazing soundtrack, not just on the sake of feeling nostalgic, but to look through the musical genius behind it, think about it. It was really first of its kind, showing the prowess of black women, not just in R&B, but in music in general. Shout out to Babyface for creating the music of this unforgettable soundtrack, just to mention, entered on the Billboard 200 chart at number three and charted number two on the top R&B and hip hop albums charts. And according to the Nielsen sound scan, as of 2009, the soundtrack has sold over 5 million copies in the U.S. and has sold over 12 million copies worldwide. That is what happens when you put together amazing vocalists and artists and matching them with a masterpiece of a musician, writer, and producer that is Babyface, who, who is such a genius as a man writing songs for female artists. Speaking to Babyface's songwriting prowess, I want to share a quick story behind how Babyface came to write the lead single of the soundtrack, Whitney's Exhale Shoop Shoop. It's such a cool story and I Love it so much, I just wanted to share it with you. From none other than the voice herself, Whitney Houston. Exhale, 
Tale, the song that's out right now, is doing very well. Delivered double platinum. Hey! Just, just, Praise God. You know, just practically, you know, normal Whitney stuff. Um, it's a it's a different kind of ballad than you've done in the past. You know, with other ballads you've done, they're very, a lot of different levels, lots of highs and lows. This one's very kind of mellow and mm -hmm. very different than what we're used to hearing you. Did you go out and do that on purpose? Yeah, I said I want to be mellow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, actually, Faith sent me that song, and I was like, shoop, 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 doo doop. Come on, man. You lost words. I mean, what's up? You know? No. Actually, <laughs> I said, when I heard the lyric, everyone falls in love sometimes. Sometimes it's wrong, sometimes it's right. For every win, someone must fail, but there comes a point when you exhale. That's poetry. What is the significance of the exhale in the movie and the song? Oh, come on. We all want to exhale sometimes. Just go, Whew, thank you, Lord. It actually. That was from an interview with Whitney Houston back in 1995 with MTV talking about how the lyrics to Exhale Shoop Shoop came about. And there you have it, the creative and musical craftsmanship that created the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. And as we close this episode, just wanted to thank you all for listening to the podcast. Whenever you're listening to the podcast, also thank you to those who subscribe, download, and share the podcast. And we encourage you to continue to do just that. And we have more where that came from coming up in the month of March. And we're going to be starting out our first All Things Music for the season. And I've got a chance to chat with some amazing folks in the music space. First, you're going to be hearing from songwriter and music producer Nisma Osman, who has composed songs for some TV shows and has an amazing platform and company that helps inspiring artists and songwriters develop their craft and music. So you want to tune in next week for that one. Tune in to the podcast on Spotify as well as Buzzsprout. Apple Podcasts, and all other podcasts available. You can reach out to me via email, kevwash46 at yahoo.com. Also on social media, on Instagram, at kevin underscore washington underscore 887. And check out VHC's website, kevwash46.wixsite.com slash vhcp. Also VHC as a Facebook and YouTube page. And you also can find yours truly on LinkedIn. This is your host, Kevin Washington, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>